Welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. I think it's been about a month since I've done a show. I think the last one was, but I had some extra time this week not traveling, and I thought I'd hang out with one of my favorite people to hang out with. Um, I call him King, um, or I call him the Black Aaron, because my best friend, <laughs> AP, because yeah. I was like, hey, I'm hanging out with my buddy Aaron. They're like, I was like, nah, Black Aaron. <laughs> and they're just like, that's how I identify people, whether they're like, you know, Moy was the Asian sensation. So, oh, I got to tell course. a story about this. Uh, it's good to have you here. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. We all love Moy, right? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> his brother said, this was like a week, two weeks ago. His brother said, hey, man, I got tickets to the comedy show in Greenwood, but my wife can't go. She don't feel good because they just had a baby. Yeah. Um, Moy's brother. If you don't know, Moy's Asian, his brother's white and baldy. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. So they get down here, so funny, and then he FaceTimes me. I'm like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he goes talks to all the kids, the boys, or whatever, Luke, Colin, and Steph. And then he's like, "Man, you know what he took me to?" I was like, "What?" Well, he goes, "A RuPaul tribute show." So his brother bought VIP car seats because it's still kind of the COVID thing. Car seat. We're sitting in your car up front, and it's the people from the RuPaul show. So he was at a drag show. He was at a drag show. So he lied to his brother and said it was a comedy show because <laughs> he knew. <laughs> and Moy was hell confused. He's like, "This girl looks good, but I don't know if it's a girl." Oh, Moy was all man. confused. Yeah, that's 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 funny as fuck. Well, it is summertime. One thing I want to ask you was, what's your what's your favorite thing of summer besides sundresses? That's my one. <laughs> well. Nowadays they got the sequence. You can see through those pretty well. Yes. <laughs> I'm playing. Yes. Uh I just like the weather, man. You know I'm a fan of the heat. See, you're one of the rare people. <laughs> you say weird? You one of the rare people oh, that okay. like the heat. Yeah. Um and and this is why Indiana people bother me. Because one of them is like, oh, I can't stand, I can't wait till the summer. And then at ninety degrees shoot up like it did last week and people are like, I can't wait till fall. I was loving that. I, uh, I took a walk. I walked a mile like on Sunday. It's like, you know what? It's going to get sweat going. And I was yeah. just like, this is a dumb decision. Now, the first day, it took me some getting used to. You know, I took a little walk out there and it was like, fuck. I was drained. But, you know, that second day, I was ready for it. But that's my type of weather right there. The, the I have to be out in it all day. Either okay. I stuck, I can't go back in through air conditioning because it's just like, yeah. If I if it, if it's hot, I want to stay out the whole time. Yeah. So um and uh, AP bought a pool or he, he installed a pool, and then he keeps trying to get me to go over there. I went over there. I've been over there three times and I put my feet in once. I'm not a big pool guy. He installed it himself. Lots of it. Yeah. Okay. Like he he's multi talented. It's an above ground pool. In ground. In ground. Yeah. Does it does it retain water? Um. I, I think, yeah, right? <laughs> if it rains. But he has every gadget known to man over there. Like, it's heated, too. So he's actually pretty handy. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay. how we got, that's how we did all this. Well, he's want to help me with with the car and the alternator and stuff like that because she's just multifaceted. And so, um, but, like, I'm not a big pool guy. Mm, I like the beach, but, you know, I can only go waist high in the beach, so... I definitely won't go any farther than that unless I'm on a uh, a jet ski or something. And I've yet to ride a jet ski, so 
Yeah. I love jet skis. I'm 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 ready to ride one. The first time, well, not the first time, the second time I went to Florida. Uh, my pops he flew everybody out. He got married in uh, he got married in South Beach, and I didn't. It, it really didn't dine on me. You know, this is my first time trying to ride a jet ski, and they said I needed my ID, so I was upset. I left everything at the room. You know, I didn't want nothing to come out in the water or fall out in yeah. the beach and I forget it. So that was a fail. I um, I rode jet skis um in Lake Monroe. You can actually get them down there. Which it's kind of weird because Lake Monroe is big down in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I, it's the first time I rode them, and I rode them in Florida before. I'm not a big pontoon guy. Yeah. Um. Well, because a lot of my like, um, like I have different variations of white friends. <laughs> like they just like to sit there and pontoon boat, drink beer, yeah, and maybe fish. That's not me. <laughs> like I want to be on the water and something fast. Yeah. Me too. I agree. Have I you ever been on a uh, what they call a speedboat? Oh yeah, with the big ass fan on the back. Uh, I I have not liked the ones that they use down here in the swamps. Yeah. No, I've okay. always, I wanted to drive. It, it, me and AP were talking about this the other day. Like I want to drive everything. Yeah. Like I don't care if it's a boat, whether it's a plane, I, I or whatever. I want to see if I can drive it. So you're adrenaline junkie. Yeah, just be that and the challenge of it too. Yeah. Um, because I remember driving a semi growing up, a combine growing up, tractors, three wheelers, which was like three wheels of death, you know, <laughs> dirt bikes, yeah. just, just to see if I can drive it. And it's not even about going fast. It's just like, can, you know, like, all right, just let me try it. And you know, people are trying to explain to you how to drive them with a the clutch. You're like, no, no, I got it. Just let me see what I can do. Yeah. So I started driving. I think the first time I drove a pickup truck, I was 10. Okay. And then it was three on the tree. If you know what that is. No, that, what's that? that? So you know how manuals are here? That it's the manual is actually on the column. Damn. Yeah. So it's first, second, third gear. So that's the first thing I'm going to drive is international pickup. Okay. So, but no, I love driving. Like, it's not necessarily about speed. It's just, it's just about like, like when I drove a semi, I was just like, because it's this huge contraption. And when you're driving a, a front end, a, uh, a, like a dump truck, even a dump truck, just because of how big it is. And maybe it's the, it is about, speed but maybe because of how much power something has yeah and you have fainting like i even want to drive a tank one time you have or you i want to. to i've sit in one okay but i know okay. but it wasn't one that you can drive yeah now if i get in the tank i definitely want to blow some shit up <laughs> i love blowing shit up as a kid i loved fire i don't know man man i got my ass beat because i was playing with matches in the backyard of my grandmother's house and uh me and one of my buddies his name was albert we uh we 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 burnt the umbrella, the big ass umbrella. You know, we were playing with my <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget that one. I used to take um we had fake doors in the apartments. Like they weren't like these wood doors and I would spray cologne on them because the back then they had real heavy on it and then light it and it evaporate. So I was like, Oh on so a I, wood door? It was on a it was on a yeah, it wasn't a wood door, it was okay, a fake so, door. Um so, I don't what was it made out of back then? Almost like a plastic. It was like so. This was they were probably built in in the eighty eighty five. They're like they were hollow. Um, I don't know what they were made out of, but kind of like that plastic yeah. type of material. Yeah, yeah. So I would set set the and I sprayed it on there and burned it, and I'm like, oh, it evaporated. So I put it on my hand and, and light it, and then um, like I said, was I was poor. We didn't have a lot of things to do. And then I would run toilet paper and spray my mom's perfume on it, too. Yeah. Because her perfume was heavy in alcohol. Woo. Woo, child. You get in the car, couldn't breathe. 
It was like Jeanette or whatever it's called. Now another thing we would do, we would uh take the uh the the, the spritz, like what was it, the spritz or the oil sheen, and we take it yeah. out and burn the maggots in the uh in the trash cans. Yep. In the summertime, you know, it gets hot, maggots build up. We out there burning the shit out of the maggots. Yeah, and it, it was funny was because anything we like. And then I remember one time though when I set the took the toilet paper and sprayed it with the perfume, let it on fire. It, it we had a um, rug in front of the toilet. Mm. Yeah, the rug caught on fire. So I'm stomping it out, and you could just see the burns. I'm like, "Yep, she, Mama's gonna see that one, definitely." And she was not. She was like, "Are you a pyro?" And I was like, "I don't know what that is." <laughs> <laughs> Why are you using big words, Mom? Yeah. But I think I kind of was. I didn't like. The, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything to hurt anything or with animals or nothing like that. But I just. Want, I was so interested. Like, how can this liquid just evaporate? So I was just kept trying to see how far. So I was. You know, it's kind of like trying to see how things work. So yeah. Mom took all her lighters with her after that. Yeah. Oh, back to the adrenaline junkie. Have you ever went skydiving? Steph has. Huh. How uh, does she like it? <laughs> so this is a hilarious story. <laughs> so. Down there in Franklin, Indiana, they have Franklin fly, uh, Flying Field. Didn't you, know that. You can go down there. There's two ways to do it. There's tandem, where the dude's on your back or woman's on your back, right? And they pull the cord for you. Or there's rip cord. So I had just met her. This is like, I, I have the photos. If I remember, I'll show you. Hey, what's rip cord? Where you step out on the wing, you put two hands up, you let go, and it's attached to the plane. The plane automatically pulls your chute. Mm, okay. So she thought she signed up for tandem. Because Steph's mom died in 98. Um, yeah. She was 40 years old. She was my age. And she passed away. And her mom had went skydiving, made a skydiving video. And, and so Steph wanted to do it. And she took her grandma with her. <laughs> she thought she signed up for tandem. And we, and we had been there like six, seven hours. And she's like, I signed up for the long, wrong class. So she's calling her work. Her work got pissed. And her dude named Bill, she worked at CVS in North Vernon and fired her. Right? Damn for being late yeah he was just old bitter man he eventually she went back to work there but anyways so but as soon as we pull up you know you're pulling up and all of a sudden and we're standing there while steph's inside talking to gary talk to go into the class because we're running a little bit behind i see this guy and 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 on the tandem or on the ripcord you have a walkie talkie right here yeah and they're like hey pull left pull right pull left pull right Mm. well this guy from world war ii he used to be a paratrooper. So he went out on like his 50th anniversary and, and did it. His radio was turned off. So he couldn't hear right, left, right, left, nothing. Damn. Boom, tree. Damn. Her grandma's like, nah, bro. Did he, he survive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was all right. But her grandma's like, you are not getting on that plane. Yeah. You are not doing this. And because all of a sudden you're just like, hey, man, that, what? And me, who just met her. Like, my feelings are not that deep, but I'm like, man, I want to have to find a new girlfriend. I got some time invested. (laughs) She's the only one that stood up. So, like, you know, she's pulling right, left, right. And, you know, she's a former gymnast, so she's real athletic and flexible. So she came down and landed, stuck the landing. All the other, because you're still landing on your own. They're just saying right, tug right. So it was pretty cool to watch. Yeah. And you take, like, I think it's like an eight hour class, and then you can go up and play and jump out. So, do you have to take the class prior, like the day before? Day or? of. What? They, it was day of. She, we rolled up. She took the class. She went up in the afternoon around, around 6, 7 and jumped. 
Damn, so you got to take an eight-hour class the day of? Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. And I, and then I was like, um, and then that starts you on the path of how many times, because there's so many times you can jump before you can do it. You're like all by yourself without having to do it. Okay. Um, but no, I'm, I mean, I have no, I have no problem with jumping out of plane, but, um, I just figured like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. No, not because of the afraid of dying, but I'm like my luck, I'm going to land and then re-tear my ACL or something. I'm going to re-break my foot's been broke three times. That's my problem. But when I and when I was at EP talking about drone junkie, I looked up at the top of his house. It's like, man, that wouldn't be that bad of a jump into the pool, because that's what I used to do. Yeah, did you? Yeah, we used to jump off. We used to jump off of uh, houses into pools. Um, we had buddies had lake houses. We had the the, the big um, rope, and then you'd be about 30, 40 feet in the air doing backflips into the water. Yeah, I used to. I didn't care. I used to be uh, relentless because. I had a high pain tolerance, so I would just laugh and get up, and didn't realize like, hey, you just fucked yourself up, and you're like, oh, let's do it again. I say, uh, growing up, the most, I would say we would, uh, I mean, of course, growing up, you didn't know, but we would find mattresses in the hood and jump off of the top of the houses onto the mattresses. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because I was a huge pro wrestling fan, and then that, <laughs> and that's what we would do. Like I would jump off of anything onto somebody, and yeah. then, um, but a lot of it I would do to myself because I, I, it goes back. You don't want to hurt nobody else, and like you have to pay for their hospital bills. So I was like, I'll just hurt myself. But I mean, I, I was thinking about how much invincible we used to think we were. You know, like I remember just taking off running, running into a wall. Just to get a laugh, and then now I'm older. I'm like, "What's wrong with you? What is wrong? What is wrong yeah, with you?" Yeah, fuck that. So, but I did it just because I think I enjoyed pain a little bit, just to see how much, how far I can take the threshold, and then I'm like, "All right, that's good." But I never tried to hurt anybody, though. Well, we would wrestle, you know, we would wrestle in the dirt. Yeah, it got serious because I actually got slammed in the dirt, Ooh. and I'm like, "Damn, I thought we were." Playing, but you know, there's that one friend that always does that. Yeah, that let me know. Okay, now I gotta go rough with you. So I slammed his ass back, and we ended up fighting. I mean, we cool to this day, but you know, it was and then, young testosterone. Well, I remember we used to play f- uh, tackle fucking football with no pads. Yeah, yeah. And then when, that's the other thing is you just run into each other, and then <laughs> someone always got someone always get up red face because you know they just got hurt. Yeah, and they know it wasn't intentional, but they're like, I want to hit you, and I'm like. It wasn't on purpose. Yeah, we playing football. And plus, at that time, you know, I play, I was like, hey, I'll play running back. I'm like 250 playing running back. Just yeah, running over people. Running shit over. Yeah. And then you just, like, you, your heads would crack. You see stars and didn't realize all that, that was a concussion. You Man. just keep going. Hell yeah. Get up, shake it out, catch a win. And my boys are a lot like that now, and that's why I kind of like it. Yeah. Colin still plays football. Justice played football. But until he had, he, had, he just got, he came off major shoulder surgery, so he's been out for a little bit. But he played rugby, too. Um, Lucci just likes to lift weights. Okay. Um, but I want to get him into something to get rid of a little bit of that anger. Like he needs to do like jujitsu or boxing or something. Yeah, contact sport that would definitely help. Because well, I don't think he likes team. I don't think he likes team sports. Problem is he doesn't like practice. I'm like, well, you're not Alan Iverson. Like he was good enough not to worry about practice. <laughs> like you, you need the practice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But all three boys are working. Okay. So that nice. makes me feel good. Shit, my kids need a job. They're not old enough yet, but shit. I got one at IHOP with his best friend. Okay. And then uh, the best friend's mom runs the IHOP, so they Damn. can't get away with shit. 
and then the other one's working Giacomo's Pizza Place. That's some good pizza. Yes, real good. They makes and the funny part is, is I don't really, I don't, I really don't like red sauce that much. Yeah, me either. I, I take cheese sauce over red sauce. And then they have they have some nice Alfredo sauce, but it's expensive sometimes for some of that stuff down there. Well, um, when I was in a uh, when I was in this improv class where we would uh, have meetings, we would have weekly meetings to go over the itineraries. And this was uh, well, it's in Fort Harrison, right next to a Jackamos and. Would, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, he would have the uh, Jack and Moe's pizza there, and he would have the pizza, the breadsticks. I haven't had any of the uh, Alfredo, but the pizza, the pizza and breadsticks, fire. Yeah, I had, it was a, like an Alfredo spinach <clears throat> mushroom um, instead of, and it was a little bit more bland. So, yeah. But I like, I like trying different, but I like seafood too. Not everybody in the house loves seafood. Shit, I love but seafood. That's the other thing is I want to catch up. So in the past six it's been six or three months you've been traveling you were in atlanta i saw mm-hmm. and then uh, where else were you went to atlanta we went to uh Kissimmee, orlando and here recently we went to tennessee um pigeon forge is that your first time there? It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I, I was just there last year. Man. I grew up there. That's where my family thought was like the mecca of vacations. It now the strip, like fuck, it's like a mini Vegas. Yes. Like my eyes was just like they popped out of my head. It's just like, oh, but going up into the mountains and the inclines, now those inclines are terrible. Like we're going up to the cabins and like going like the driveway to our cabin our car would hit the incline and we're like looking up at the sky and i'm just like man i do not like this yeah that was that's where i grew up as a kid that was terrible on my on my mom's side that was like we're gonna go to tennessee and that's where we went every year like gatlinburg <laughs> pitchland pigeon forge yeah we went to dolly all these like just places that just you know, not not the land of diversity. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> and even my well, my we took our boys last year, and they're and they're smart enough to know Lucci and Colin. Are like, he's like, I don't see no black people here. <laughs> I was like, this is the mountains of Tennessee. It's not a lot. Hey, I tell you what, now that's that's an open carry. So I, I I I do my reading before I go places, and I definitely had that hot revival with me. So. <laughs> but the, but sometimes they're almost one thing i noticed was their hospitality is like over the top down there in certain places uh, certain places yeah certain places but i always trying to make sure i stopped and get gas and like like you said research like hey what's the next rest stop or yeah. what's the next place to get gas because i you know i like to travel at night that's what i like to do. i like to drive at night because the roads are a little bit empty so and then but I've had a mistake of stopping in some places that I shouldn't stop. <laughs> I, I I vaguely travel at night. I like to travel in the day because I speed and I can spot the police. Yeah, I've actually slowed down. I used to speed a lot, and then now now I, I set it like seventy nine if it's seventy and just let just okay because it's only if you're going unless you're doing ninety then you're cutting down on the time. But if you're doing eighty five to eighty seven, you're only cutting like two point five minutes off your trip. Man, I did the research on that one. I looked down at the speedometer and I was doing a hundred. I scared myself. I had to let up off that gas quick. You know where I learned that time frame? <laughs> Defensive driving. <laughs> Man, that's where it taught me about like you realize if you're going like ten miles over, you're only saving like six minutes. 
I got a hundred and twenty dollar or two hundred and seventy dollar speeding ticket for reckless driving. Damn. I was doing um I think ninety seven and a seventy. I was doing about I think I was doing ninety in the seventy. This was uh coming from Florida. We had went to Ohio because that was the uh that was the next best next best airport to catch uh, our plane from. They didn't my wife, she bougie. I don't give a shit. I fly, you know, I just put me on the plane, I fly. But she wanted to fly south by southwest and hey, we get to go there and it's such a good airplane, airline. We had to fly out of Ohio, so on the way back, I got clocked doing I think it was ninety two in a seventy. Where out of Ohio did you fly out at? Cincinnati or Columbus or it was man, I don't even know. I know it was a small part of it was a small part of Ohio to where we had to fly through Kentucky. Not fly through, but we drove through and it was like Kentucky and Indiana where they meet and then it was like the 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 very tip of Ohio. Oh like the, the southern tip that's of Ohio. Cincinnati. Oh well. Should be Cincinnati because it goes Cincinnati, then across the river is Covington, which is Kentucky. That's where the big aquarium is. Well, I think it was Cincinnati then. Yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. If you, most people sleep on Cincinnati. It's actually a fun town to go to. It really is. Like we, when we go that way, we go to Cincinnati, and we always tend to stay in the Kenwood area. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they have stores over there. Um, we stayed down there probably ten years ago, maybe twelve, fifteen, whatever it was. We stayed in the original Hilton that was built down there. It had like the original marble, original marble floors. Nice. It looked like it was out of a, a an old, um, almost like good, not Goodfellas, but um, like uh, Untouchables. It yeah. looked like it was out of the Untouchables movie. Nice. So it was a lot of fun to stay there. But, I mean, we went to a Reds game, and then we went to um, the aquarium and a couple other places, and then it didn't kill our wallet. Now, that was when I went, when we went to the aquarium, it was uh, downtown Cincy, right on the uh, edge of Cincinnati and Kentucky. Now, we had crossed the bridge, and we were in Kentucky, and that was the first time I had ever seen a drive through liquor store. Yeah. That, like, blew my mind. In Texas, they got the uh, drive through garages. What? So, I was in Laredo, Texas, which is right on the border, uh-huh. right? And I don't drink, as most people know, I don't drink. So, I, I was driving back to the hotel, and I looked to the right, and I seen, like, six girls in bikinis. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I get back to the hotel and I go, I walk up to the guy. I was like, Hey, what, what are those, what are those places look like garages? People drive through and there's girls in bikinis. Like that's a drive through liquor store. Mm. I was like, well, why do they need the girls for? I was like, that would just annoy me. Like I just need my shit and go. Cause yeah. I don't like to be bothered from <laughs> yeah. He looked at me perplexed. Like, so, and I, was, <laughs> and I was just like, I was thinking they're most likely hookers. Most likely gonna yeah. rob me because I'm from out of state. Yeah, yeah. So and he was like, "Yeah, you should probably stay away from there." Man, look, if I'm traveling, I don't give a fuck. I'm taking that revolver with me. You, you, you can believe that. <laughs> that's that's one of the scariest places I've ever been to is Laredo because it's right there by the border, and you would see um, a house made of a five thousand dollar house, five thousand dollar house, you know, and you would see a million dollar home. And then you see four cameras on the corner, <laughs> and that's where that was, they knew it was the drug lord, drug people that lived there. They yeah. just didn't do anything about it. Now, for me, I'm not gonna say scary. It was just a uh, 
what's the word startling it was very startling in miami i think the city was liberty is it liberty city we were in miami we were on south beach and is we, it liberty city off of uh game uh grand theft auto i know it's on there but i don't i i only seen miami from a cruise boat okay and i was still wanted to like um we're playing i want to plan a trip where we go down there leaving like a Thursday and get down there Thursday night, but spend getting spend time in Miami Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe get on the boat on Monday. Cause Man. I want to take the boys to Miami. Listen. Oh my gosh. One of the best places. Like now, of course being here, you know, I see other black people. What's up, dude? What's up, my nigga? Woo, woo, woo. I get there. I'm looking at them. I'm like, ah, what's up, boy? You, yeah, what's up, my nigga? And he just starts speaking Spanish. I'm like, whoa, definitely was not expecting that. They are correct. Liberty City, Miami. Okay, okay. So that's right. That's near what? South Beach or Fort Lauderdale? I'm pulling that one up right now. Okay. Uh, Liberty City looks like it's about 15 minutes right from Miami. Okay. And then it looks like it's um, one, two, three, four, five, six, six blocks, and you cross a big bridge and you're on Miami Beach. Okay, so yeah. We were uh we were on Miami and we were just driving around. You know, I would I don't know why, but when I go to different places, I want to explore the different urban areas to see if there anything like here. Man, when I tell you dingy and grungy, ooh shit. I was like, hey man, turn this thing around in my head. I'm like, all right, look, I, I seen enough. Let's go and get back. That place was boy. That's what Laredo was like. So um I worked for seven eleven. And I've told the story many times, but it's a pretty interesting story. So I fly down there. It's my first assignment by myself. I had yeah. been working in Chicago, um, Milwaukee, Fortin, not a bad area, right by college. I'm from Indianapolis, right? Yeah. Or I'd been in Indianapolis, though, too. So I, I've worked in 21st and Post, some rough places, whatever, right? Yeah. So, so I fly down there, <laughs> and then I'm staying, I get off the airplane, I'm, I'm staying in a brand new hotel, Starbucks inside, touchscreen, everything. Damn. I'm like, man. I'm like, and this is before really Google too much because it's 2011. Okay. So, okay. you know, well, 10 years ago, well, I wasn't really Google on your phone. And matter of fact, they gave me a brand new iPhone. I hadn't used it yet. It was an iPhone 5. <laughs> so that's how long ago it was. So I go to bed, get and go, to, and I'm sitting on the balcony, and I'm like, man, it, it's like a hundred degrees down there. Yeah. Um, and I'm and so I had just left Chicago and Indy. It was January, and it was freezing here. Get down there, it's almost a hundred degrees. So I'm just sitting on the balcony, smoking man. cigarettes, just like man, beautiful weather. So I drive down. And all of a sudden, I see a sign that says, um, escape, hitchhikers are most likely escape detainees. What? Me being naive, right? <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Pulling the guy, pulling there. I go meet the other guy. Everybody speaks Spanish. No English speakers. That's that Spanish shit. Because it's right there on the border. Yeah. I go back and talk to this nerdy looking white guy. And I'm like, he's, and, and he's like, welcome to Laredo. He, and he's talking about what kind of rental car you have, what you're wearing. Because I was like, what, what does it matter? It's like, they will kidnap you. Mm. It's like, who's going to kidnap me? He's like, the cartel, if they think you got money and you're white. Damn. And I was like, all right. So we took care of that situation. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's that sign mean? He's like, dude, you're on the border. 
He's like, if someone's hitchhiking, they've either ran, swam across the Rio Grande. Right, it, Rio Grande was half mile behind the store. Damn. And he's like, if you do not pick, I was like, dude, I'm not gonna pick nobody up. And then the border patrol, <laughs> these guys had no sense of humor. And I didn't try to joke with them. I wasn't messing with them. You could just see that they, they're, you know how like people like uh, they see cops and they're like, um, like why well, he's taking it too seriously. That's how seriously they took it. They had guns mounted on top of Suburbans. Driving up and down the same road I went to work on every day. And I called I called uh, Joe Cav. I said, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm in uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm in. I don't even know where the fuck I am. Man. And, uh, and I was, it's the only time I've ever been like kind of nervous. So one day I got off. I left early and then, and, and um, this way was town. Nor- or east was in the town. So I decided to go west. And then there's there's this little park with just one bench or whatever. And got to see the Rio Grande. And then um, I look over, I drive a little bit around there. And this is still on the U.S. side. They It was a shanty town. Uh-huh. I've never seen a shanty town. What is a shanty town? Basically made out of, um, um, uh, basically made out of like, uh, all all metal and cardboard houses mm, okay. they have made out of anything they can it's like yeah. a, it's like the first time i saw a third world country damn yeah i've never experienced that so i went down a little bit and i pulled in a driveway i was like yep yeah, we're out of here <laughs> we'll go back to my million dollar <laughs> yeah, hotel yeah. because i felt like shit and i'm like i'm sitting in a brand new rental car and then you know so i was like man so yeah, a big target on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um how is Atlanta? I've been to Atlanta for work, but I've never been out in Atlanta. It's decent. It's decent. Uh, definitely want to go with the right people. I mean, when I say right people, I mean you know, as far as having fun or somebody that's introverted and just don't want to do shit. But you know, I went with the right crowd. We had fun. Now, this was broad day. I forget. I think we were downtown no not downtown uh man i forget where we were but it's this rapper his name is Wee longway his studio was over in this area and we were just out getting food and it's like midday and all you hear is pop 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 it just shots ringing out we're like what the fuck and that was an experience um I mean, other than that, it's it's a it's a pretty nice city, beautiful city. Well, we drove through it. I've been through it a couple times during the daytime, and I thought how beautiful and unique it was. A lot of big cities are are, are like that. Um, so I've been there, and then uh, that's one. But that's one where I want to spend a few days of just driving around and looking and things like that. Um, and then you were in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say Orlando? Yep, we did, were in. Did Kissimmee. you do the Did you do the touristy thing in Orlando? Mm-mm, nope. That's where me and Seth argue, because I don't want to do no touristy stuff. <laughs> yeah, like just like when we went to South Carolina called Foley Island, check it out. Like it's awesome. So you you can get a, a condo, ocean across the street. Damn. So we get up, make breakfast, go to the ocean. That's it. And just and we there's like four families with us, so we we're just hanging out. Okay. Instead of like, and the only thing we did was we went to the Old Town Market in Charleston. How was that? It was awesome because they were selling like um, uh, home, a lot of homemade crafts and a yeah. lot of cool things like that. Yeah. You see what the people make locally. I like that. But I don't want to go to an amusement park. 
I don't want to. I don't want to do any of that stuff. Yeah. I like to take in now that I'm older. I like to take in the culture of, of like the, the like the real places people go, not where they want you to go. Yeah. Um, because I remember I was in Barbados when Dang, we went. On, how was that? That was sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> because the funny part is, is I remember during this time they were talking about cultural appropriation about dreads and stuff. Uh, Steph's hair is real short, right? She looks like Tony Hawk. She don't listen to this anyway. Anyways, but since she gets off of there, they want to braid her hair. Like those people over there don't care about culture or corporation. Yeah. They're like, I want your money. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you do. Now I do want to experience Barbados for the uh what 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 festival time is that? For those festivities where they dress up and it's you know, they dancing and Yeah. I can't remember where it was. Um, because that was a English colony for the longest time. Okay. And the England freed the slaves, and then they showed this. I think it was a hundred foot. Uh, I didn't walk down it. It was like a hundred foot chiseled in in like stone. It was the get, it was the getaway from um, people that um, during during that historical time. If someone corrects me, I get it. I don't remember it. Yeah. But um, you went around with a tour guide, and he, he gives you tours of the city. But then they they would take you. To, to the, to these places where they were making uh, they made shirts and then they made like head wraps scarves purses all homemade stuff and that's how they made their money um and then i, th- I almost got robbed damn that was my own fault though how'd you almost get robbed so we went to the indoor flea market and you know those old action movies where you're running through and people are, like knocking over tarps and you can't really see? yeah that's what it looked like damn so they had a pair of oakley's they were authentic oakley's right uh-huh and I knew they were because I looked at them, looked at the serial number, like, all right, these are legit. And they had a pair of Ray-Bans, looked it up. They were legit, right? They yeah. weren't knockoffs. And I was like, how much you want for these? Um, one of them, I know, retailed at like 100 bucks. The other one retailed at 150 She's like, I'll take 40 bucks. I was like, cool. Bet. Do you take cards? She's like, no, we only take cash. I'm like, do you have an ATM? She's like, not in this building, but like five blocks over. I was like, all right, well, I'll look it up and I'll go. She's like, well, I'll go with you. And she's like, hold, and she she gave Steph the sunglasses, like, here, hang, hold, hold on to these. And I was like, hmm, I know I can knock this old lady out, <laughs> but who's around the corner? Yeah, so she that. followed she followed us over there, whatever, because I wanted to get outside. So we went down to ATM, and but as soon as we went down to ATM, a gentleman started walking behind us, and so I let and I kind of let Steph know, like, hey. So I let her go a little bit ahead. I slowed down, and he walked past me. Yeah. So with him walking past me, I knew that like he wouldn't let me walk past. I would. He wouldn't let me let him go past him unless he. So that was my thought. I don't know if I was right or wrong, but like, hey, that way if he's and I stayed right, right behind him though. If he did some, like I can grab him, but he yeah. just walked by us. But I was like, oh shit, here we go. Be prepared, and luckily nothing happened. We gave her the forty bucks, and I was like, "Let's go to the boat. I am done with this place." Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's people. I know you pretty well, and I know your patience for shenanigans is not real high. <laughs> there's the. I think they're called gay boys. I'm. That's not anything derogatory, but they will come up to you and touch you to try to put on a bracelet, and then ask for money. Like they almost force themselves upon you. It's the only time as a grown man I've grabbed somebody in the longest time and said, don't touch her. Yeah. And do not touch me. Yeah. But it was like, uh, it was a red for HIV. 
Hey, whatever. I don't care what it was for, yeah. but they would. They're they they are so take the worst salesman you've ever had, and they're that overpowering. Yeah, I don't like people intrude in my personal space. I don't either. That's yeah. the only time I lost my shit. Yeah, and I and there's like eight of them. There's four in each corner. I was like, fuck. Now Florida, we flew to. Any other place we drive. Now, when we drive, you like I said before. I'm keeping that revolver with me. Now, Atlanta, I had it. Tennessee, I had it. Miami, I didn't. So, you know, I pretty much keep my cool when I'm out because I know I got mine and my buddies got theirs. Now, we all are permitted. So, and let me see. I think, I think, I know Atlanta has the same gun laws as Indianapolis and Tennessee is an open carry state. You know, I do my research before I go. Texas just became too today an open carry state they just passed it today i thought they were already an open carry state no they, they they you had to have a permit now it's open carry as of today damn i i wouldn't be surprised every republican held uh congress in in the state that i'm surprised indiana's not open carry yet shit i got my lifetime so but yeah, I mean for the the main reason for me taking it to Tennessee was for the damn bears now my my <laughs> wife she wanted to see a bear, and I didn't want no parts of that shit. That big-ass bear come up on me. I'm firing one at you. And if you get closer, I'm firing one in you. <laughs> you got to stop watching too many movies. Man, listen. You know, you, you know the only time the bears really attack people is when you try to go look for the bears. Man. And it, and it, you out there in your underwear, no shirt, shooting at a bear. like. No, so. look. It did something to my mind because when we pulled up to check into the cabin, they got this TV screen on the outside showing videos, and it was this bear that just walked up to this car and opened the door and got in it. <laughs> but he told us the only times the bears would come out is when, if you leave food in the car, so you would have to take everything in. Now, this bear literally opened up the door, was inside of the car, and I guess he was rambling through the car for the food. Well, the other thing about it is, though, is it, how many people have fucking fed bears are fe- you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we've created the issues in some places, right? I, and uh, but yeah, I, I I feel the same. If I saw a bear, I, that's one thing. I've seen their paws, like you know, in the museums. Like this is a bear's paw, and you're like, nope, no, nah, hell no, nah. nope, not at all. And I'm not outrunning a bear. Yeah, and then like my wife, she she's such a scary <laughs> ass, but she want to see all the shit. <laughs> like she's scared of everything. We in Tennessee, she want to see bears. We in Florida, she want to see gators. I'm like, do you not know that a gator can outrun your ass in the first 40 miles, uh, uh, first 40 meters? It's like the only dinosaur that's, that, that made it through all this. Alligator? Yeah, theoretically. Well, chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that can run around after you cut its head off, it's going to last a while. Yeah. You ever seen that? Chicken, chicken run with its head after its head been cut off? Not cut. I've seen a... You know, I looked on YouTube and I seen we had a chicken. We had chickens at the farm, and and, oh, then, yeah. and then um, um, and then the way they would do it sometimes they would it would they would slip off after whatever it was. But you see one run with his head. As a kid, you're just like first time you're freaked yeah, yeah. out. The fourth, it's amazing when you get immune to. Because yeah. me and AP were talking about uh, some of the stories about the farm or whatever, and I was like, some of the shit I'm not. I don't think I should have saw. <laughs> Man. It makes you like numb. I guess it's kind of like growing up a, in a neighborhood where if you do have a lot of shootings and if you do like, I, like we had a lot of drug use where I grew up at. And yeah. I remember this one time we were in high school and I had, we called him PK, preacher's kid. 
and uh, he was hanging he was hanging out over the apartments, their government apartments, you know. Yeah. And there's this guy just walking down the road of the apartments, and his uh, this lady was beating the shit out of him, Damn. and she's yelling, "You smoked the last bit of the rock! I can't believe you did that! You smoked the rest of it!" And he is just freaking out, and I'm just like, eh, "Just what happens around here? You just get used to it." Now, being a kid, you know, you kind of oblivious to some things. Uh, my uncle, now it's this place on the, you know about the meadows, right? Yeah. My uncle used to live in the meadows. And we I have used, a store at 38th and Keystone. Okay, okay, so you know. My uncle used to live in the meadows. Now, I think I'm about seven or eight, maybe nine. Uh, but somewhere in there, and I'm outside playing. Next thing you know, I remember it like yesterday. It was this tall dude. He was dark skinned. He had on one of them hats, and like his hair, like his little fro was coming from under the hat, and he was running. Next, well, I was outside playing. This dude had hopped the fence, and he just started running fast. And I'm like, damn. Then next thing you know, two police jumped the fence and they were chasing them. And I was just out there playing like nothing happened. You know, that just in my mind, you know, thinking back, I'm like, damn, it's just how oblivious, how oblivious we were to yeah. the, the, the the violence that was going on and still is. But it's just like, damn. And that's the sad part of you get used to it. And then people will ask me, like, I can't believe that, you know, like you'll park your car at 16th in Arlington. I'm like, and that store's been shot up. If you, I'm like. It's if it's my time, it's my time. Like yeah. I'm not gonna like. Plus, you don't kill white people. Brings way too much attention. <laughs> that was told to me. We've talked about that at Aaron's. Like yeah. they, they said that. Yeah, we we don't kill white people. Brings too much attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And so, but now, uh, what <clears throat> with all this traveling and stuff like that, have you been doing any music or acting or anything lately? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I actually have a me and my me and my guy Trill. We're working on a new project. It's called King Cuts. Uh, we got a few tracks done for that. It'll be out. I want to say uh, late August, early September. Well, make sure you send it to me. I'll play it. Play it on here for you. Definitely will. And I'm currently uh in a project called Roxy. We've done it as a stage play, but we're going to go ahead and put it on. Uh, excuse me, get it filmed. So we're working on the film for that. Um. I got contacted by the Helen Wells agency. I have to send them my demo reel. So hopefully I get accepted to them. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's it for entertainment. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, so it's always, it was always entertaining because you never know what her interest. You never know what people do around you. Yeah. And then like you start talking, I was like, Hey, I do a podcast. Like, why do this, this and this? And it's, yeah. a, it's amazing because, a lot of people won't go out and do anything. They're always afraid to. They're like, they want to put themselves out there. So, and I still, um, I think four or five people have used some of my music for intro music and, and for other things on their stuff. So that's been pretty cool. Nice. One for a website and things like, and I just gave it to them because I'm like, just you liking it enough to want to use it right now. It's just good enough and stuff like that. So, um, the song we played into was one I just did. It was very, I started doing very simple. Yeah. Um, but because I realized I was doing too, some of them I'm really proud of, um, but some of them got really like uh, melancholy, and I was like, "Why?" Because <laughs> had like it had guitars, and then yeah. like it was like it was, you know it sounded really good, but I'm like, "Why is that so?" AP texts me, he's like, "Man, are you sad?" I was like, "No." He's just like, "What program are you using nowadays?" Uh, I use I use a thing called uh, I still use Logic. Okay. Um, I have Fruity Loops. Okay. I do have that one. 
I use Logic Pro X, Fruity Loops. I use Amplify. Amplify is totally different. Amplify has like the preset sounds in it, mm. but I'm still able to go into Logic and use my drum pad, okay. use my pad to make okay. it if I want to. But Amplify and then um, is a part of. I also have Able. Um, I never say it right. Ryan knows it. Ableton. Ableton. Um, Ableton is what a lot of people use. I have Ableton Lite 10. Have you ever, uh, are you familiar with GarageBand? Yeah. So, um, Logic, Logic is the, uh, is the uh, steroid version of GarageBand. Okay. okay. So if you saw it, like I had, I started on GarageBand and then uh, shout out to dead man, Miguel. Love you, buddy. Um, he was able to give me GarageBand and then it was like, and then, but the problem is, um, I don't have the time. I need to make the time because I was watching, I was like going to school, watching hour, hour too long, about two hours a night of tutorials on how to do stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I, so you pause it, try it, and then you unpause <laughs> it, go back. And when you get some, you're like, yeah. So I learned how to do, take this and just make little samples and stuff. And I learned how to take stuff off of YouTube, put it in there, time it out right. So like, so um, I just enjoy doing it. Man, I learned on FL Studios. <clears throat> now, what's the most recent one? FL Studio Twelve. Yeah, when I talked to Optics, the um, the, the producer out of New York, uh huh. He 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 still kept his old laptop. It's not even updated because he liked the original original drums that he had. Yeah. So um, I think it is up to like that one. Now, when I started, it it was it wasn't even a number yet. It was FL Studios, then it was FL Studios Pro, then FL Studios Masters, and then they start making the numbers. But I started on FL Studios. I, I I liked it, but it was almost like trying to. I was trying to use too many different programs. Okay. And then I was so so like we use GarageBand a lot, um, even from my from having it on my phone and stuff. So then when I went to that one and then ryan pal the producer ap's cousin um from repro records like he shows all the stuff he can do and then he was showing me like on my drums he's like all right see how your drums are coming in and then he would bring the drums down he would he knows how to master an engineer okay see i know everything i have is in a waveform yeah but he knows how to mix and master okay he doesn't like to but he showed me how to do it on and i was just like shit that's where the money is. I know because because he told me he was telling us a story about a guy in Indianapolis. Can't remember his name. I need to get Ryan down here to talk about it. But all this guy does is sit in there and just listen for one thing to fit. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can sit in a room and do that. I think that's my problem. Ryan said I have an ear for music. So does AP and a few other people. Like even you said, hey, you have the ear for it. You know, just refine it. But I don't think I can sit there and listen to somebody else's and be like, I think that would be hard for me. Man, you have to really have a strong, strong love for that field, like mastering and mixing. Now, if it's mine or somebody I'm working with, yes. But just to sit there, well, I guess if I had the ear and they were paying me good, hell yeah, I could do it. Hell yeah, definitely. I uh, No, and, and I get that. Um, I I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I like playing it for other people. I remember I sent you the first couple ones, and then you're like, and then that was through GarageBand. Okay. But I didn't know how to line anything up. Like I knew how to make the sound I wanted, but how do you get it? Because yeah. it was off a little bit. 
But when you use Amplify, it's not off the way you do it. And you just you put them in there, and then um, and the the way it's you arrange it like you do in any other program, except nowadays everything's pre. A lot of people use preset sounds, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But I but the thing I pride myself on, I can still take this MIDI and this MIDI, and then actually go through and like make my own sounds. Yeah, that's that. I would say that's where the that's where the that's where the best beats come from if you don't use a preset if you individually put the instruments or the sounds you know you just start from scratch in my mind fuck a preset Mm -hmm. yeah and then so i'm able to do both of them and then that that's where i was because i was able to take um because on on amplify it's still it'll still have like a hi-hat yeah. Uh, you know, and then they'll have a hot, you just, you know, you could do hi hat and then space it out and then how you want it. Same way your free loops, how you, yeah. FL, how you can do it that way. Same thing with that one. Um, but that's what I'm looking to do. The only thing is, I want to get my turntable fixed. Um, I ordered a new belt drive and everything like that, but now I need to order. Uh, there's something underneath I need to order. I guess the oil clunks up. I didn't know it. I bought that from a dude at Aaron's for 20 bucks. The resale value of Jews is 150 Damn. And so that way I can start going through the records and finding samples that way. But then again, like I can still go to YouTube and find the same, find samples too. So you can, I can do, I guess I like, I can do traditional ways mm-hmm. and I can also do the new ways. So I learned both ways. Yeah. Like I would like to learn on the newer style turntables. You know how at Aaron's we had those, uh, the, the, yeah. the big ass entertainment centers and it had the little turntables yep. on top. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that I looked at today. But I thought about, do you have time? I was like, Brian, do you have time? Yeah. I was like, the kids will be out of the house in a few years, and you'll only be like 44, <laughs> and you won't be that old guy either. Yeah. So, because uh, I have room over there for him too, because um, that's what that's. I just love music, but I like I like making things. I, it sounds weird that people like. That's not why I like doing it, but it, it's not it's not fucking easy. Because you have, and I don't want to say grind because that word is overused, but like actually put time into it. Mm-hmm. And then I probably put about six, seven, eight months into it, which is not a long time. Um, and so, but I've got, but I've been able to, but I'll, I'm, I'm uh, humble enough to like, I'm going to go look up how to do this because it gets frustrating because I have everything in the world. I probably have more to start out with than a lot of people did. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not rapping. I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> not yet. Now that definitely takes time. Oh, I know. Trust me. It takes time. It takes, it takes time. Hello. Y'all. How <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta know how to. A lot of it is. And I was listening to, I, I was around some, I was around some people like you and concept and even Ryan who they all sing, they, they sing and then do hip hop, whatever. And a lot of it is just, just have confidence in yourself to be able to do it. Because a lot of the reasons that people won't do like what you do with acting to put yourself out there is because they're afraid of what everybody else is going to say. Yeah. I was afraid of that for like 36 years on a lot of aspects. And then I, I, my pops, pops passed away in 20. I was like, F- I fucking don't. I don't care. I don't care what car yeah. I drive. Yeah. I don't care what shirt. I, I don't care no more. Yeah. I'm just going to pour myself into like what I like. And if you don't like it, cool. If you like it, cool. Yeah. I don't fucking need you. Yeah. And that's why my circle has gotten so small. Um, you know, and then that's where I, I usually like to kick with the <laughs> around the same people all the time. Well, I mean, for me, I never did really 
care or give a fuck what the next person thought of me. I mean, you know, shit, what you think about me isn't going to change something in my life, shit, that you entitled to your thoughts. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless. So, I mean, that's just how I feel about but, it. But also being around, like, the 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 same the same like-minded people oh yeah like like you're the same way ap the same way ryan ryan's the same way definitely um and then and i'm around a lot of people that are either comedians podcasters musicians and a lot of times it's just like a shit on fest let's just shit on people and then and then but if you're but if but if me and you are mocking each other that comes from like love cool place but but there's so still so much pettiness man like with some of these people I just really don't play with I, I, I don't play with them And I don't allow them to play with me in that area Because I've experienced that It was one instance Where this dude he thought it was okay To you know like joke and joan And really didn't know me and I'm like dude Chill out Like you're going too far and I really Don't even know you like that and it's making me Uncomfortable because I feel like you are You know Uh you coming from a place you, you you masking your jokes with something you really want to say so chill out yeah that happened in here oh uh, yeah i was producing someone's show mm-hmm. like i'm sitting here mike's here someone came in was drunk i know he's drunk i'm not part of the show yeah. but it's my house i have to introduce hey my name is bj cool i'm the producer of the show uh you'll be sitting there hey how are you it's, sit down over there the, yeah. the two guys shows whatever Dude, just chirp, 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 and it almost like the uh, Incredible Hulk, and then like my smug almost came out because my li- <laughs> my mic is live, yeah, and I was just like, nope, not my show, not yeah, my show, yeah. But he kept saying my name, and I'm not in the conversation. I didn't talk the whole episode. Yeah, I'll talk on the episode if it's me, and then the other two, and there's no guests. We'll chop it up. We'll have a good time. But he was releasing an, an something. So they were interviewing him. He was drunk, um, but he was in my house. Yeah. Because there's two different kinds of stupid. One is you get naked, go in the middle of the woods and howl at the moon, right? <laughs> the second one is you try to do that right there. Yeah. One of them I got to deal with. Yeah. Right? And I was just like, because I'm not, I'm still from the old school. Like, it's my house. I pay for this motherfucker. Hell yeah. Respect I, me and my shit. I will slap. I don't want to hit him. I, I'm to the point now I just want to slap people. Yeah. <laughs> you know why because yeah. you're not worth a punch yeah you're gonna get slapped and go whoa did, did he slap me yeah i'll just slap the shit out of you that's because you're a bitch yeah. <laughs> there's the door oh man yeah, i'm not a, yeah. i'm not a violent person we've talked i'm not I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm i'm a pacifist i will talk shit yeah. but there's something about in my house because that bothers me yeah. same way where we used to work together you fuck with my employees or me i'm gonna have a problem yeah but if what you do at your house, your own business. Yeah, I can't. Re- I don't know what's going on. I don't. I'm not saying I don't care, obviously, but it's it's. I can't control that. But that's that's what I try to do. So, um, we're wrapping. We're getting close to the end here, though. Um, we're gonna uh here in a second. We're gonna change gears and uh, start talking about um Tupac. How big of a fan of Tupac were you? Uh. Honestly, I don't know. Do you remember? So, and, and Tupac's story is is kind of neat, unique because he was the East Coast, really, mm-hmm. and then obviously with and what and went out on the West Coast. 
Um, I, I think the first time I heard him, well, he was in a movie. Yeah, Juice. No, no, no. Like before he, then, uh, he was in Juice. No. Uh, he was in a weird movie, yeah, with like Dan Aykroyd and those guys, yeah, like some, and like, did, yeah, I, uh, they got kidnapped, some, or some, some shit. nothing but trouble or something, something yeah. like that. But then he showed up with Digital Underground, yeah, with Shock G, who was actually rest in peace to Shock G. Obviously, he passed away like, yeah. earlier this year. Uh, I can't believe how many people didn't know Shock G was the uh, was uh, Humpty. Hum- what? Yeah, man, Shock G had a lot of aliases. Um, so I remember I get around. That was yeah. one of the first songs I, I heard. And then um and then obviously then we had um and then Juice I love Juice. I love mm-hmm. the movie Juice. Big Daddy Kane had that song on there. Juice oh, that was a great song. But I remember watching that, then there was Poetic Justice. I think those are the two major movies. I know he did another cop movie with um Belushi. Bullet was it bullet not bulletproof. Uh I know exactly what you're talking about, but Yeah. And then, um, but then obviously you have his death row yeah. after he gets out of jail and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, obviously before that he had dear mama, yep. uh, keep your head up. Yeah. Brenda's got a baby. Um, because he was, he was one thing that's, I bring this up. It's kind of controversial a little bit. How much of that he died so early. Do you think magnified because you know, they said Biggie and Pac are some of the best, right? Jay-Z's still alive, and people are like, he's one of the best, right? But you, you, if you take out Jay-Z's mogul status and you don't hear about his businesses, you really, and look at Nas was considered one of the best, but for so long you didn't hear from him, right? Mm-hmm. I And I think death does, I mean, look at the doors that amplified Jim Morrison. Yeah. The movie did a lot for him also. But you see like Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, um, Kurt Cobain, a lot of those guys, yeah, a lot of those people that died way too early. Yeah, Pop Smoke, Triple X, Tentacion. Yep. yep. And how we don't know if their next album would have been trash. And I don't mean in any disrespectful way. Because everybody falls off. I don't care who you are. Yeah. The best, I mean, Jay Z's um, and even Nas, Nas, the firm with Dr. Dre fell off. Dr. Then Dr. Dre fell off with the, you know, the firm. They said he fell off with the firm. So there's not always that goat after goat status with albums. So I always ask that, and people get angry at me sometimes. Like, how could you say that? And I'm like, think about it though. I mean, it's it's a it's a legit question. I feel like I don't feel like he would have necessarily fell off. I feel like he would have took the Jay Z approach. Like Jay Z, he's still making music, but his music accords his status. He's not just out here making albums just because. Like he'll he'll probably make a billion dollar deal and then make a whole album about what led up to that billion dollar deal. And like him and Beyonce together. Now there was a time I think they had the touring on lock for like two years. The G I the uh Jay Z and Beyonce tour. Man, I think the cheapest ticket was like four or five hundred dollars. That's crazy. His um it was nothing but trouble. Um, 1991, Shakur debuted under his stage name Tupac on the rap group's digital underground single, Same Song, which I love that song. Yeah. The song was featured in the soundtrack to the 1991 film, Nothing But Trouble. His first two solo albums were Tupacalypse Now and Strictly For My, not saying the other part, <laughs> uh, Thug Life Volume 1 in 1994, the only album with his side group, Thug Life. 
Um, Tupac's third soul album was Me Against the World, features rap, click, dramatical, reshaping his outlaws on Tupac's fourth soul album, All Eyes on Me, 1996. And that All Eyes on Me was the was that one right there, was the one with Death Row. Because a lot of people remember him from Death Row. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where he got into a lot of trouble. That's where he got his... Uh, I would say that's where his bad boy image came from. Not necessarily bad. California boy. Love is still just. Oh yeah, that's a fresh out of jail. That's a that's uh, a automatic banger. Out on bail, fresh out of jail. California dreaming. As soon as I step on the scene, as soon as I step on the scene, I'm hearing Hoochie screaming. And then the other one was, um, "How do you want it?" Yeah, gangster party. I mean that. One of one of one of my favorites <clears throat> is "Life Goes On." Do you know about that track? Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite tracks by him. Life goes on. That and I think the I'm not gonna say first, but when I was old enough to understand, you know, what was being talked about in music, the I wanna say the first track I heard and I was able to receive it was uh what what uh Hail Mary. Yeah. Hail Mary. He's also in Above the Rim. Yeah. I uh, I forgot how much I love that movie. He was in he was in Nothing But Trouble, Juice, Poetic Justice, A Different World, which I watched an episode in Living Color. Uh Above the Rim, Murder Was the Case movie, uncredited. Uh he was a sniper. oh, he was in the sniper in that one. Wasn't uh Murder Was the Case, wasn't that Snoop Dogg, but wasn't like a longer music video? Uh, I may be wrong on that one. I don't know. Because how old are you? 33 okay so yeah because i remember that would have came that would have came out that came out in 95 so i was 15 okay so that means you're uh (laughs) (laughs) six but here's the thing that's interesting about tupac he after his death he had one two three four six albums come out after his death six albums the don kilmani the seven day theory as machiavelli are you still down until the end of time, better days, loyal to the game, and Pox life. He wrote a lot. Yeah, he wrote a lot, recorded a lot. There's a lot of documentaries on him, also. Oh yeah, definitely. He's a. Uh, so, do you think he's still alive? Do you do you believe in conspiracy theories? I I do. I do believe in conspiracy theories, and it's a tough one. I mean, if he was alive, what would be his reasoning for hiding out so long? Yeah, no that that's that's what I don't understand is like, why not in in the day day of age of everything that's going on, why would you not? I don't know, but yeah. all right. So here's here's a good, and I am not comparing myself, but I'll just think about the pressures of the life of everything like that. I remember when Smugcast got really big and got fans and people knew us. We get, I was just like, I don't like this anymore. Yeah, like I like this low key, and it's for. And I'm not saying, and I'm not saying we weren't about the quality or nothing. But I'm saying is this is just about the art. Yeah. It's not about anything else. And I could see that, but like with right now with everything with with the George Floyd's and the, the even now with the racial equalities, like it would be a perfect time for to have that true leader, theoretically. Or maybe he's like, I am not a leader. That I am not a martyr. I'm not in any of that. Like like. You know, but think about though, how many times that he got shot five times and then got sh- and shot again in Vegas. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> now, if he, 
I don't know if he's dead or alive, to be honest. I mean, you know, you can look up the videos and you can know you got Suge Knight subliminally saying something. I don't know if he's headed towards he's dead or he's alive. He was like, uh, I'm not the person they was asking him with Tupac a lot. He's like, I'm not the person you should be asking. You should be asking the person that cremated him or the person they say cremated him. It's a it's on YouTube. You know, there was a time where I was wrapped up in it and I'm just like, man, he might be alive or, you know, I don't know if he's dead or alive, but, you know, there's so many there's so many tangents you could take to why he would be alive or why they would want him dead. So if if, if he was dead or if he is dead, I mean, I feel like it's because of the status he would have obtained by now or, you know, he would have. He would have achieved so much as far as being a leader for the urban community or not necessarily urban, but just the listeners in mass, like how DMX, he had a massive following, like massive. So did Biggie. But, you know, DMX, Tupac, they had massive followings and it was more of on a spiritual level that made people connect to them more. And Tupac, he was a. Uh, he was just unfiltered and really didn't give a fuck. And he was very well read. Yeah. And I think that's what reporters did. The same way with Ice Cube. Like, they, they assume that hip-hop people were are not well read. That, you know, and they've seen, kind of like, if you've grown up poor, you've seen that. And then, now that I'm no longer, I'm not poor anymore. I'm not in that same situation. And so... But I can still speak on kind of both. Because, yeah, I know how that feels. But they feel like they, they put them in this bubble... Um, one, but he did have the greatest diss song of all time with "Hit 'Em Up." Yeah, that is to me out of all the diss songs, that is number one. Yeah, because there's so much truth in that. Yeah, you're not even on my level, and I just whew, that is one of my that is one favorite songs. So they have they have his most popular. Um, I was trying to look up his some of his most popular songs. I knew a lot of them. Keep your head up. We talked about two America's most wanted. Um, Hail Mary, uh -huh. Me Against the World, How Do You Want It, So Many Tears, Unconditional Love, Trapped, Hit Him Up, Brenda's Got a Baby, I Ain't Mad at You, that's another one. Yeah. The piano in that one. I think that's why I love a lot of pianos, because he used pianos. What about uh, get her, I Get Around? I Get Around, yeah. California Love, How Long Will They Mourn Me, Dear Mama, To Live and Die in L.A. I forgot about To Live and Die in L.A. Um, now, I like Thug Mansion, the acoustic version with Nas. Yep. There's also another one um, that I, there's two different versions of it. There's my block, but there's also it's it's off a, a hip hop documentary. You haven't seen it. It's from 1995. I know that's in the 90s. I get it. <laughs> it's called the show. It's a documentary. That's where the original How High with uh, Method Man and Red Man. That's where the original song came from. That one. Take it from the top, Tippy. Yeah, that's where that one came from. But there's another one called My Block that he does on that one. Um, it's from 1995. I love that one. He's on there with something. He's on there with somebody else too. So, um, but yeah, I love to. Like I said, Tupac was one of those. It was weird being around when he when he first took off until his death, being being alive during that time. You yeah. know, people talk about like I was alive when Elvis was alive and then he died or whatever. Like, so you get to see. I mean, I was alive when Kurt Cobain came on the scene and passed away, but like Tupac still has an influence influence to this day. Um, do I think he's one of the greatest MCs of all time? Yeah. 
that's a tough one. I mean, because they always put Tupac and Biggie, but you almost you cannot say that though. Yeah, I mean because because of what the media hyped them up to be. Mm-hmm. It was East Coast versus West Coast. He was the best on his side, and Biggie was the best on his side. It's just like there's always you know two in each era. Like there was Biggie and Pac, Nas and Jay Z. Drake and J. Cole. I mean, there's there's always gonna be a competitor and they're gonna put both of them together and you really can't say one without the other. Yeah, there's 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 um it's like even when it first started you go back and you look at Queensbridge versus Brooklyn, which was um Karis One and MC Shan. Yeah. Um uh, and so, like, I love um, Queensbridge. That's a great song. And then uh, I'm a KRS is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, uh, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, <laughs> I sometimes you forget how much you know about hip hop. And then, and sometimes it, it's, if you know the, the story of it, where it came from, it's amazing. But um, I don't know. I, I think, I think, uh, I don't think Tupac would be really happy with where we're at. I don't think he really would be. Mm-mm. I'm talking about musically or anything, like, because the content of music of nowadays is just so it's so destructive. Because he paid, because it's like Ice Cube, and then those guys said they were they were they were telling a story about what was going on in their neighborhoods, right? Yeah. Same way, that's what music is is a form of art and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then I don't think people really thought it doesn't. It's like Eminem said, like no one paid attention until it started happening in the suburbs. It's like J. Cole said during his freestyle, it was like now that white kids are overdosing on pills and stuff, they're like, Oh my god, like there's a drug problem. Come on. Yeah. So and they try to bring attention to that and, and when you grow up poor and you hear some of these stories you can relate to like yeah. you know, my dad left when I was six and he would talk about you know, his dad and stuff and you're like and you just feel that anger and you I felt the same anger the same way and I was like you could relate to it. That's when you know it's good music. It's if you can not if it's good, but that's when you know you connect with artists when you you can relate to what they're saying. Yeah, and and that's what makes music good when more than one 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 type of person can relate to it, or one <clears throat> ethnicity can relate to it. If if you making music, it's relatable for everybody. Then to me, that's what make it a classic. And then that's what a lot of people talk about. Like there's you know there's universal love language right everybody can you know but like it's also if you if you grew up poor and, and you can rate then and it's funny if no matter what culture you're back from if you're poor you're poor and you can relate to like oh yeah you did that too yeah. oh, you know and that's that's the thing about it so yeah. i'm glad i grew up the way i did i wouldn't change it for the world not me either no nah, it makes me makes me happier the way that i am so um definitely definitely glad you came back down glad we were able to do this again um, and if a younger person is this, check out Tupac. Look, go to some of his older uh, CDs and or whatever stream or whatever. Go mm-hmm. look at his older albums um, <laughs> and listen to it. So I mean, and actually listen to it. But then again, he has some bangers. Like I said, I love saying oh, yeah. the word bangers. Definitely, definitely has bangers. Joe to see how do you want it? Yeah, he got a he he got a pretty nice catalog. Yeah, and then he was. I think he was a great actor too. Poetic Justice was great. Juice. 
Uh, above the rim, his character is kind of over the top a little bit. Yeah. And the funny thing is that his cohort in that ended up being one of the main stars of The Wire. I can't think of his name. He's a great actor, though. Now, did, did that movie, did Above the Rim come out after Juice? Uh, yeah. Okay, then it would lead me to be- say that I feel like they were attempting to recreate his character in Juice, but it was just a little more a little more dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he pulled the razor out of his mouth, yeah, and you're that, watching that, and I'm like 14, I'm going... Now that... That was that was something. Remembers like that's that. when you knew you didn't hang around no people like that because <laughs> everybody wants like I know a tough kid and you're like no I don't know anybody who's pulling razors out of his mouth yeah and then poor Bertie Mac man like uh, Bertie Mac his his character name was Bertie yeah that was a weird movie though yeah I mean then it, you look back and like damn that's how they played basketball in the day that shit was trash and that dude was <laughs> that dude was <laughs> he was ghost playing basketball where the kid. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, can we address the mental illness this guy has? Get him some help? Yeah. He's just walking around with that, and no one's trying to – no one can get him to talk about his mental health. Now, he was a police, right? He was a police. No, he was a security guard. The security at the, guard. Yeah. That's, his name is Leon. Yeah, that's all he goes by is Leon. Yeah. And, like, he was one of the coolest actors that, like, I remember seeing that. And then it has uh, Dwayne Martin in it. Now, he – for some reason, Dwayne Martin always died. getting basketball roles. That's the only role you see him in. Yep. Any any he, one of his roles. He was also in one of the best basketball movies, um, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. He was in. He was at the end when they took him on the finals. Yeah. I love White Men Can't. I watched that the other day. Parts of it, it you know, it popped up on a clip on TikTok. Yeah, I said TikTok, and uh, and they showed a clip. I was like, damn, I forgot how good that movie was. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson, he's like. <laughs> He's like, why don't you want him? He's like, because I'm white. Yeah, because he's white. <laughs> Woody Harrelson's one of my favorites. So, um, the, and then do you have any the shameless plug? Do you want to give out any social media? Feel free to do that now. Um, if not, then that's fine. Uh, I mean, you can find me on you can find me on Facebook, King Charming. Really, it's just King Charming across the the. All the social media on uh, YouTube. I mean, well, you can find me on YouTube, King Charming. You can find me on uh, Facebook, King Charming. On Instagram, King Charming Eleven. Uh, Snapchat, King Charming. Everything is King Charming. Ooh, you threw out the Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, I have one. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, <laughs> I, I I went through and like cleaned up a lot of my social media, actually, because I was just like, I never talked to this person. I never talked to this person. Yeah, I I'll say out of all the followers, I maybe really stay in contact with a you know at least conversate with a good probably fifty of them. And and like I said, is I don't Facebook is is the devil. We know it, but it's good to see. Like I, that's how I knew you're on vacation. You and your family yeah. are doing well, and I was like, cool. You know, that's why I love to see. Yeah. And if you're doing something, let's share it. You know, like to share it, like it, and whatever. Blase, blase. So I've been back in that weight room, man. I'm putting this weight back on. I'm gonna. I need to lose some weight. Yeah, that's what I've been. That's that's what I've been doing. I've been hitting it uh Monday through Friday. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yep, I've been I've been at it for like two months straight now, Monday through Friday. Well, we were talking off here about what happened, and, and we talked I've talked about it on the shows before, but they couldn't get my medicine right. So if I started to sweat, my sugar would drop to dangerous mm, levels. Okay. So now we finally almost got it figured out where I can go back to start exercising. Yeah. Because I was uh, I'd be out there working on a the car for forty five minutes, my sugar dropped thirty points. Yeah. 
And I'm like, why? I'm like, like so we. I went. To, my doctor finally started getting it straight. So okay, okay. Um, I hope everybody's having a great, great Friday. Um, I got another show that'll be coming up with uh, Calvin, um, plug God, comedian out of Munsey's coming down this weekend. Going to chop it up with him. As the kids say, this is what they say, right? Chop it up? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> bet. Yeah, bet. No cap. No cap. I just, everybody just turned off the radio. Hell yeah. Or whatever. So, uh, thanks for stopping by. No, You're always no welcome problem. to come down and hang out. Like All I right. said, is I like to do this with my friends and, and buddies. If you want to bring anybody down next time, bring them down. Definitely. We got plenty of room. So. Hey, man, we'll have to get Trill on here. That's the engineer. That's who That's who I started music with, and I'm still in music. I love nerding. I like, we nerded out a little bit earlier about some. I love nerding out. Yeah. One of our most popular episodes on Smugcast was about, like, audio engineering. Okay. Like, we went through, and then, like, and then I'm like, hey, do you do this? And, like, how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? I love that because yeah. was, I think you should, as a... Because, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on my soapbox. I just got my soapbox out. Hear me, I'm standing on it. I get tired of these stereotypical videos about what dads are in, in, at this age. Yeah. And I know it's and I know, I know it's kind of comical or whatever, but no, I don't wear New Balance. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have fucking cargo shorts. Yeah. I don't tuck in my polo, my polo, a polo shirt into my fucking cargo shorts. Hell no. Nah. I don't mow the yard in high white, white socks. I don't look forward to mowing season. That's why I got fucking kids. Yeah. I don't fucking weedy. I sit out there with a drink. I'm like, hey, that, yeah, do it that way. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. no. I am not your stereotypical dad. I get tired of that bullshit. I don't make cheesy dad jokes. Yeah. I'm tired of that stereotypical fucking corny dads. I just, it just irritates the piss out of me. Shit. I'm 41 years old. I do podcasts. I make music. I do, do all kinds of cool shit. I'm not saying I'm cool, but don't put me in there with those other fucking forty-year-olds. I just got into stocks. I've been been AP was in that. We've been yeah. we've been re, uh, getting into that too. It's because it just bothers me because they're just like it's like a form of racism, like stereotypical stuff. Like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I go out and play golf. No, I don't fucking go out and play golf on Sundays. Yeah, I don't know how to. Go I don't. F- I don't fucking drink. I don't sit there and drink in my garage with my buddies. <laughs> I don't do none of that shit, yo. Yeah. I get so tired of hearing about it. Yeah. And I see these videos, like yeah, I don't do that. It's a different world now, man. Fuckers. You know, shit is changing. All right, eat a dick. That's the new program I'm on. The new name of the show is EAD. Eat a dick. Nah, you should tell them pull your balls. <laughs> <laughs> sounds awfully painful. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We will, uh, we're getting out of here. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, stay, uh, stay cool, and then uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Hey, don't forget, pull your balls. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm gonna need to take a call when it comes in at noon on a motherfucking Wednesday.